I couldn't even imagine doing that at all. I'm looking forward to putting Brady into retirement again. Have you ever put an e-pill up your butt? <laughs> no. And no putting pills up the butt. Yep. Um, I would think that all of it's overrated. Yes, I would go with that. And the segment, I don't know what is. So the if you would pay some close attention right now um because otherwise it might be a little bit confusing so what we're gonna do today is after the intro i'm gonna play a montage little clip um from everybody's episode so it's gonna be you're gonna hear a lot of different voices none of the sentences are really gonna jive up together so you're hearing a montage like every like a clip, just a clip from each episode. Bing, 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 boom. Then you're going to hear the beat come back on. And then I'm handing over the hosting duties to Zeta for the hot one, for the season two finale Hot Ones Recovery Challenge, where I will be the guest and Zeta will be the host. And shout outs to Webmaster Zeta for just being an absolutely incredible part of the program, for stepping it up, for replacing Uncle Danny. For answering the emails, for putting out the stuff, for for writing the script for the recovery challenge, and you know this has been an absolutely unbelievable experience in my lifetime. Getting to know people better; these are the exact type of people that I want to surround myself with. Um, these are people that, in an alternate universe, maybe wouldn't make it or in another time period society would have shunned but here we are all together and at some point something has happened in our lives where we've turned the corner on addiction or alcoholism and um you know it's people like dan people like mckaylee people like jake people like frankie people like farmer will people like kendall people like joe people like tiffany people like vince people like scott people like phil and people like matt you know, that really inspired me and have helped me to become a better person. And I really hope that over the course of these two seasons, you've gotten to know me and see the kind of love that I want to put out into this universe and see the type of person that I want to become and the things that I want to associate myself with. And, you know, um, it's just an absolute, like, blessing to be a recovered human being in 2023 in July and to be able to give something like this back to um, the community that I love so much. So it's like outrageous. Um, Just a little quick note, season three, we're shooting for mid August, early September. Keep, keep an eye on the Instagram. That'll give you the information. You know, we're going to change the release date from Saturdays to Tuesdays. And we'll be releasing every Tuesday. Hopefully, I'm hoping to do like a 15 to 20 episode season next season. We need guests. We need emails. Willyshowpodcast at gmail.com. We need ideas. 
I'd like to talk to some of the halfway houses in the area. I'd like to talk to some of the drug addicts in the area, some of the alcoholics, some of the psychopaths, uh, some of the quote-unquote normies. Like, I just, this has been an unbelievable experience. Thank you for allowing my voice to, to get into your ears. And without further ado... We're going to jump right into the montage and then to the recovery challenge. I just want to thank everyone so much for being part of this and being part of my heart and allowing me to occupy space in your brain, whatever, if you're driving to work or if you've been coming home from work or if you listen to this with your significant other when you're on the way to the movies or whatever it is or however you've been a part of this program. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And then, and we're just going to take a victory lap today. This is just a celebration. This is a very this is merriment. This is joy. This is I wish I brought my thesaurus out because this is just from the bottom of my heart. This is a thank you episode because you personally have affected my life in a deep way and I just, you know, it's badass to be sober. And it's badass to be podcasting. So I hope all of you have gone out there and purchased podcasts material. And I hope you're all recording. And I hope every single one of you is making your own freaking podcast. And we can all, you know, listen to each other's bullshit. So that made no sense. But I love you guys so much. Thank you. And here we go with the montage. Yeah. So I asked him, is this like a drug or something? Because I know drugs is like like this tobacco, yeah. like yeah. a cigarette. He says, no, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> so I asked him, like, you know, decent, like, you know, naively, I asked him, what type of feeling does it give you? I'm just curious. So he says to me, imagine if you would take eight Tylenols in a shot. So I think to myself, which idiot would take eight Tylenols? Yeah, it's not a great advertisement, is I it? I don't know. So, so I like look at him. I said, you know, I wouldn't mind to just get the idea of the equivalent of four Tylenols in a shop. Uh, stealing and robbing, they would steal your pants oh my goodness, to sell it. Yeah. Oh my I've God. seen it in front of my eyes yeah. that my pants oh my were just taken. Yeah. And... And I wake up, I'm such an honor, honorable person that I wouldn't believe what I just saw. You know, I have, uh, okay, so now I understand. Uh, well, that's, first of all, that's incredible that, right? that, he, <laughs> that he did lines with Action Bronson. Yeah. I, I got really fucking drunk with Gary, uh, Gary Busey. Really? That's a true story, yeah. I've been told and, and I, I look like Gary Busey. Yeah, yeah, he was, um... Yeah. <laughs> I was a little bit. I can see it. A little bit. I can see it too. I can see it too. But he's he's fucking hysterical. First, yeah. I mean, he's crazy. He was like, he was like ripping farts in the bar, and he's like, yeah, and, and he's. I literally had to drink every single day. My disease progressed so fast that I started drinking at fifteen. By seventeen, drinking every day had vodka in my locker and literally stopped going to high school and stayed at home and drank. And um, even like if I did go to school at all, 
cut half the day and after school drink. Like I was a full blown alcoholic by the time I was 17. I could not go a day without vodka. How old do you think you are at this point? 11, 12. All right, 11, 12, you're already trying to control your drinking. Already trying, man. Gotcha. And and I came up with, if weed mellowed me out. So if I smoked weed and drank on top of it, I'd get the drunk feeling without going buck wild. There's no other choice. You have to be honest in this situation. There is no well, the I, there is no sugarcoating this conversation. And the way I looked at it, man, is I had one shot to get this kid back in my life, and he was giving it to me, and, and I wasn't going to disrespect gonna do it. him. That's right. Yep. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So we explain the way I explained it was once the drug took over my brain, that's all that I cared about. And I said, as hard as it is for me to to tell you that. You know, that's that's what I was craving. So when I came out of the overdose, I didn't care that I just died. And then the cops came and I, re- I remember running away and then telling my other friends who were younger than me, like, oh, yeah, I did a bunch of blow in your bathroom right before the cops came with this older dude. So when you ran, I'm a runner, too. Yeah, like, total runner. Total Fantastic. runner. It's so fun. So good at running from the cops. <laughs> I'm like, like, tell... Like, you know, like when um, you're watching. What would that be equivalent to now in sobriety to get like. To be able to run away from the cops? Yeah. You'd be a guy that used to run away from the cops. Yeah. Yeah. In addiction was all denial to make me say that I'm okay and I'm doing something good. Mm -hmm. Which in my recovery, I get to do something good and I am okay. It's amazing. And I get to see other people become okay. You see people change. You get to be part of people's lives. Yeah. I do service in the recovery sense now, whereas before my service was like screwing you and selling you drugs. Good drugs. Quote, unquote, quote, unquote. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you, you didn't want to be a bad person. No, no. I, you know, she talks about imposter syndrome, which is like, you know, like this weird thing that could only happen to alcoholics where we go to AA meetings and we think like our bottom wasn't bottomy enough. Mm-hmm. You know, our alcoholism wasn't, we weren't totally enough for the turtle club. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like nobody looks good. Like everyone looks so skeevy and you tell yourself like, Oh man, that dude looks horrible. Yeah. He looks all cokey and weird. I'm like, I'm so glad I don't look like that guy. Yep. I definitely look like that guy. <laughs> like, you know what I, I mean? I definitely look like a fucking, like, I don't, Ugh. I can't. I can't. I, there was, I, that was actually one moment that I had too. Like my, my friends would come up and, and see me. Cause when I first moved up here, I was living mm-hmm. by myself. Um, so I never stopped and they just would come up here. And there was this one time where we were all coked up and I just sat there and I looked around the room, I'm like, holy shit, this is what we're doing. And then the transition back into society, that's where the system fails us, I think. Oh my God. You woke up alone at six in the morning. You didn't wait. You, 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 I was you in know. my house. My yeah. wife was upstairs. She had had it up to here with me. I knew what was coming. Uh, yeah. You know, and uh, and I just said, God help me. Ever think about taking a drink? <sighs> no. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. I mean, every once in a while for a split second, like, you'll see one of these new twisted teas or something. I'm like, <laughs> what's that what, taste like? What, why am I kidding myself? Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. you know, it's all the same. 
It's yeah. it's alcohol. It's a drug, mm-hmm. and it's very powerful. You believe that alcohol is a drug? Absolutely. I do too. Yeah. And there was this little nasty little creek out, <laughs> and we were on the, we were on the third floor, and and that was mine. And then we mm-hmm. surfed down Shit Creek with his surfboards. It was just craziness, you know. Dude, I was dumb. Ha- I was dumb happy to see you, bro. I remember the day I, I got out the truck. Happy to see I remember you, the day I got the truck, bro, yeah. and you were like, "Oh my god, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, man, yeah, bro." Hey, you know, I, like Todd says, you know, that when he first met me, my eyes weren't open. You know, like no, my bro. eyes were closed. No, bro, they were not. You know what I mean? And I knew that I needed a sponsor. This is a program of action. Right? Mm-hmm. And and stick close to the program, you know, and, and um, this program was really uncomfortable for me in the beginning. But that's what that's what brings on the change. So if you really want the change in your life, which I wanted that change in my life, I didn't so want. Bad. I didn't want to go back to what I would. Mm-hmm. I love that saying: if I always do what I always did, I always get what I always got. Brought my kids. We were at a Chinese restaurant. We were sitting down and eating, and uh, my oldest daughter just like to eat the dumpling skins, you know? And my little daughter liked the dumpling meats, you know? What a, thank you, God, for that perfect combination of children. I was like, God's real, man, and he's right here with me. Yeah, I'm not doing this alone. Check out Baby Billy Baba Bonkers in the studio coming next to you. Woo. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. I've never not been the host before of my of a pod, of a podcast with my name on it. <laughs> well, this is just a segment, a special segment. This is very special. Yeah. Hot ones recovery challenge. Woo. Wings smell delicious and scary. The beat's too long, isn't it? It's okay. Season three, new beat. Yeah. Season three, new, new beat. That might be a lie. I lie a lot on this program. I make promises. Not, not. I think you just have ideas that you put on the show, really, like. Then I don't follow through. <laughs> I don't always follow through with everything. All right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a very special edition of Willie Show Recovery Stories podcast. Yeah. Woohoo. I'm your host Zeta. And today we're bringing you a unique twist on the show. If you're not familiar with Hot Ones, it's a show famous for its fiery lineup of wings that are eaten during an interview. But today we're going to put a recovery twist on it. Mm -hmm. Joining us is none other than Willie, the host of this popular podcast. Hey! Can I get a hype for that? Woo! Yeah! Sorry, sorry about that. That's okay. And if this, and for we might put this on YouTube. So if this is your first time with us. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. The Willie Show Recovery Stories Podcast. Check us out. All right, back to me. Yeah, back to you. Willie, it's an honor to interview you while you burn your face off. Oh, thank you. Um, as we work our way through the heat, we'll also explore the journey of recovery and discuss the incredible stories you've come across on your podcast. Oh, it's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I put a lot of work into this. All right. It's going to be quite the journey. As you know, Hot Ones isn't just about the wings. It's about the conversations that plagues t- take place over them. 
Today, we're going to be delving into the triumphs and struggles, the lessons learned, and the hope that recovery brings. People are going to like this. Do I get to eat a wing yet? Dude. Okay, I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering. All right. <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> Let's not keep our taste buds waiting any longer. We have 10 wings of increasing heat levels, starting from mild to mind-blowingly hot. Are you ready for this? Oh, I'm I'm so I'm so fucking hungry. I got my milk. I got my yeah, seltzer. You're, you're... I got napkins. I've got all my hot sauces. I got a garbage bag because I'm a garbage head. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, get ready for an unforgettable episode of the Willie Show Recovery Stories podcast slash hot ones as we embark on this recovery style journey with Willie. Let the spice and stories begin. Okay. Should I press a special button for that one? Yeah, do the blue one. This one? Yeah. It's the original beat. <laughs> Bump it. All right. I made that. I, I remember. I put a timpani over <laughs> some other thing. And then... All right. Up first is the classic chili maple edition, the perfect balance of sweet and heat. That's delicious. Oh, she's going for it. It's very sweet. You taste the maple ness. Mm. I put that on Cheerios. <laughs> I put that on a waffle. That's one of the most delicious hot sauces I've ever had. Okay, Willie, rumor has it that you're a huge comic book nerd. I and am. buy your shirt, I mean. <laughs> I just got this brand new X-Men shirt. That's from perfect. Prime, Amazon Prime Day. All right, if you were stranded on a desert island with only one comic book series to read, which one would you choose and why? Oh, you know the answer to that. Well, I, I'm not everyone. I know. Do you know the answer to that? No, actually. The Hulk Immortal. Mm. It's incredible. It's like... Man, this is the win. It's like basically like they took the Hulk and um and everything's reminiscent of the old like 1930s and 1940s horror comic books. So each episode is progressively scary until it just breaks into this mind-bending, like um it's it's unbelievable. The artwork's incredible, the story's incredible, it's amazing. All right, and I'm just gonna fit in another one in this topic. If you were a superhero or supervillain, what would be your signature catchphrase or one-liner? Oh, yeah. I'd be the Grateful Garbage Time. <laughs> Exploring addiction and recovery through inspiring personal <laughs> accounts. <laughs> Sunny like that. All right. One down. Where'd you put that? I put it in the bag. Oh, okay. What I got a bag for? Cool. Our second hot sauce is Shaquanda's Banji Ranch. Ranch-inspired hot sauce, a dreamy, creamy texture with some tang and earthy heat. Yeah, Shaquanda. Let's go. Let's get it, Shaquanda. All right. Little wing trick. You, you, if you got a flat, you, you twist the side so it breaks it, and then you can just slam down the wing in two bites. You know what I'm gonna do here? I'm gonna add a little. I wanna get more of that flavor. I wanna really know what's going on with Shaquanda here. 
Oh my gosh. It's not it's a only hot the one. second wing. I know, but I gotta know what's going on here. It's ranty. <laughs> all right. I thought I'd like it more because Karen and Culkin love this one, but mm -hmm. it's all right. Okay. Well, now. The Willie Show Recovery Stories podcast is pretty new, but has already dished out two seasons and over 20 episodes. Mm -hmm. How has podcasting provided a platform for you to educate and raise awareness about addiction and recovery? And have you received any feedback from listeners about how your podcast has impacted their own sobriety journeys? Um, it's crazy, right? Like, can I see the question? How the Willie Show, how... That's not how it works. It's not how it works. So basically, You're supposed to listen. <laughs> one thing I know about the podcast is it's helped me to stay sober and helped me to realize how, like, how all of our stories vary so much, but they're all the same. But sometimes you don't get, like, you'll get positive feedback, but I'm surprised by I get a lot of negative feedback too, <laughs> and I feel like the negative feedback is always a little bit. Uh, stronger in my head mm -hmm. like a hot sauce that won't go away <laughs> yeah so yeah I don't know I, I, I love doing the podcast and I really the, the thing is I, I feel like it's almost more hope than anything like I hope that I hope that hearing other people's stories not only will like I always say break down the stigma but it will just make people feel like comfortable and I also hope that people just listen so they get a break from life mm -hmm. you know almost like a meditative it's meditative for me like yeah. I record the podcast and I listen to it right away so um, but you know me I just make the show for myself and hope that it's good in the end yeah all right well you did good with that one thank you um, our third hot sauce is Cadejo with the bite of habanero peppers, garlic, and black pepper. And this is a mean looking hot sauce. This is, it's got like a, I don't even know what kind of animal that is on it. <laughs> All right, we're getting into this. Sorry about this. Hmm. Definitely the first time I ever tasted any heat from yeah. these. It started mild. It's got that good peppery habanero thing going on. <laughs> I like it. It might be too hot for you. Probably. Oh, okay. Have there been any particular episodes or interviews on your podcast that have had a profound impact on your own recovery or provided valuable insights and inspiration to listeners? Yeah. You know what? You know the one I'll talk about? And I didn't know like what happened at the time. But I had a podcast episode back in season one when I wasn't in a great place. Because I was really gambling a lot, and I was losing all of our money, and I was freaking out, and I couldn't stop. And uh, I got really good advice from the guests to write the casino and get myself banned. And ever since I've done that, I haven't been gambling. And it sounded like the stupidest advice ever, because it was like, oh, wow, that's such a, such a good idea. Mm -hmm. But like taking that option off of the table, like making a preemptive decision to take that option off the table so that I actually can't gamble... It's actually impacted my life in quite an amazing way. So that's the one I think of. Like, that had an actual visceral... I don't think I would have been able to buy this podcasting equipment had I not... Um, had I not um, actually went and, you know, followed his advice. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're back on it. We had some dog issues. We always have dog issues on the podcast. Is there a dog podcast question? No. Okay, good. 
All right, number four is Los Calientes Verde. Smoky, sweet, and just right heat. Should I go right into this? Do it up. Oh, my God. That is delicious. What's that guy in it? Applewood smoked green serranos, orange habaneros, apple cider. This is amazing. (laughs) All right, hit me. All right. Most of the listeners are aware of your love for live music. Hell yeah. What has been your most memorable experience attending a concert sober? First concert sober. The first time I went to a concert sober, I was so nervous. There's a Disco Biscuit show. It had only been, I, had, I think I had less than 90 days out of rehab. I put extra sauce on this ring. This is the most delicious sauce I've ever had. <laughs> and normally for set break, I'm going to get drinks. I'm trying to get drugs, blah, 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 blah. And I wind up up front, riding the rail, talking to this guy. And we're talking about the music and this and that and the other thing. 30 seconds into the conversation, he's like, yeah, I got sober a couple years ago, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, really? I was like, dude, I just got, I just got out of rehab, blah, 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 ripping it up. Come to find out he's in 12-step and he's just like me. And I think that's when I made the decision that I want to see as many shows sober as I did when I was ever fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's a good first experience. That was amazing. <laughs> and all, I'll, I go to shows now, and like I used to when I was at a show, I couldn't imagine like how other people went to shows not on LSD or not on ecstasy. Mm-hmm. Now it's the other way around where I'm like, I can't, I can't imagine like even being high at a show anymore. Like, yeah. I used to think it added so much to the music, and now being, so, being sober is the most psychedelic experience I've ever had in my life, especially at a concert. How's that wing? This is amazing. You're just eating it, all, all of them, like all. Well, I had to dip more. The whole way through. More sauce Your on tolerance this. is very high. I've been eating hot sauce every single day. <laughs> so. To like train myself for this. Yeah, we'll see what happens as we get up. That was good. All right. All right. This one mm. smells Now hot. for our fifth. It's the Brooklyn Deli Ghost Pepper Hot Sauce. I like ghost pepper. Ghost pepper is scary. This hot sauce honors Indian culinary traditions and highlights the boot jalokia pepper. Oh, it's like a special pepper and the ghost pepper? Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Mmm. Mmm, put extra bite on that, too. Oh, my gosh. You're insane. I believe it. I'm a garbage head, bro. Ooh. <laughs> there we go. I'm got, waiting for some reaction. I got here. A little, uh, That's that boot boot jalokia pepper. That boot, that boot jalokia. I might not be able to do all these. <laughs> boot jalokia is no joke. Oh my god. That's only number five, baby. It has that Indian flavor. Oh. Okay. All right. Recovery from alcoholism and drug addiction is no walk in the park. Tell mm-hmm. us about a specific moment or experience that tested your commitment to recovery and how you overcame it. That's a good one. And I might not answer this kind of the way you're expecting me to, but like, so my experience has always been like people tell me stuff. Ooh. And, uh. Sipping. People tell me stuff and I don't believe them, so I always heard this thing about people, places, and things. And during the pandemic, we kept going to the same party over and over and over again. And they would have, like, nitrous balloons and stuff. And uh, I would do nitrous balloons at the party, saying, thinking that that was sober, because, like, dentists give you nitrous balloons and stuff. And so 
I had to learn that like I actually wasn't capable of going to that party anymore. So I didn't overcome anything in the moment, but I had to overcome the concept that I could get, go to things that basically were just drug situations. Like I can't be around a nitrous tank and not do nitrous. It's mm -hmm. the old if you're gonna go to the barbershop, you're gonna you're gonna get a haircut thing. So the, so the way I over, right. so the way I overcame my preconception about people, places, and things was by falling flat on my face, which I don't mm -hmm. recommend anyone doing, mm -hmm. and then realizing that certain times, like I can go anywhere if I have the right intentions, but probably not around nitrous tanks. No, and and those parties were, you know, based around getting everybody was getting whopped up yeah, was, you know so what I mean? it wasn't like, the safe i brought place. cbds to the party so i could look cool smoking a joint and not get high and then you know it's it was ridiculous. yeah so i get that answer though thank yeah, you i had to overcome it in a different way mm -hmm. i had to overcome it by not freaking doing it i couldn't yeah. overcome it just like most things in recovery like i can't do it alone and there's just some things i actually literally can't do mm -hmm. so okay here we go I know you've been looking forward to this one. The Mushroom Number Mayhem. Number six, Mushroom Mayhem. Torchbearer sauces. It's got this happy dude with like a flamethrower. And he's like torching these little mushrooms as they're dancing around. Yeah. It's like the <laughs> coolest looking bottle. And I love everything that tastes like mushrooms. Woohoo. Shiitake mushrooms. Horseradish. Habaneros. Okay. Scorpion peppers. Hot. Uh -oh, okay. Here I'm we gonna, go. I'm going to go for a bite here. Oh, it's so earthy. Oh, delicious. Well, is this number six? Mm-hmm. All right, so we just went from the first wing had 1,000, 1,600 Scoville units, second one's 6,200, third one's 15,000, the fourth one's 36,000, the last one's 39,000. Is this we the just, jump? We just jumped from 39,000 to 68,000 okay. Scoville units, so this has got a little more right. going on, but this is good. I'm going to eat this every up day. There. I'm going to eat this every day on roast beef sandwiches. <laughs> okay. Everything will die. All right. So what was the most surprising thing you learned about yourself during your journey to sobriety? People in recovery for a long time are going to know exactly what I'm talking about. I've spent my entire life... That, ooh, that's hot. Ooh. Oh, baby. I've spent my entire life thinking that I wasn't afraid of anything. Um, in recovery, when you start doing the work and you do a four-step and you put your fears down on paper, I realized that not only was I afraid of everything, but my entire life I had been making decisions based on that fear. And as a result of that, I was hurting the people that I loved the most. That makes sense. Yeah. This is amazing. Describe, is <laughs> Describe a memorable breakthrough or aha moment that helped you gain a deeper understanding of your addiction. This is two? Question for one it's wing? two parts. Okay, I do. Okay, one more time with a question. A memorable breakthrough that helped you gain a deeper understanding of your addiction. When I did my first best step, my first sponsor at his house, and it took me three months, and we went to his house every day, and I told him everything that happened in my life from the time I was a uh, kindergarten, woof, till, woof, till the time, uh, you know, I'd gotten to his house. And uh, there were certain things I wanted to keep to myself that I was really embarrassed of and uh, sh were very shameful. And uh, something told me, like, like I really wanted it because I know this thing's like life or death, you know, and I don't want to die and I didn't want to go back out there. Yeah. And so leaving those things with him instead of, 
I thought the fourth and fifth step was going to bring me a lot of shame and a lot of guilt. But I specifically remember when I left this house when I when I it was done my fifth step that um like I could feel like the flow of the universe like I felt like there was a knot inside of me that had finally become untied. And it was one of the most amazing feelings in my life. So something that I thought was going to bring me shame actually took away a lot of shame. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. We're on to the hot ones. Seven. Dreams of Calypso, a very sweet sauce with pineapple, mango, and bell peppers. So this is the one where, like, on the show, like, Jennifer Lawrence will eat it, or, like, Gordon Ramsay will eat it. And, like, the other ones don't bother them too much, but this is the one where they're like, oop. This one's a little hot. <laughs> like, this got some heat. Right, on. you can't let the sweetness uh, fool you. Sunny is being very annoying. Our dogs just are dog. I'm sorry. At this point, you've heard them before. I'm All sure. right. Dreams of Calypso. It's got like a mermaid on the bottle. Let's Ooh. go. I'm ready for a crazy. Your questions today have been really. Thank you. They're deep. Put a lot of work into these questions. Oh, God. <laughs> Going for it. It's smelly. Yeah, smelly sauce. Oh, there's definitely a smelly sauce. Oh, whoa. What strategies or techniques have you found most effective in dealing with cravings or triggers? I'll tell everybody this. This gives us perfectly what I'm about to do right now. In the beginning, if you can't stop drinking, first couple days, go to Stewart's and get a milkshake. <laughs> Anyone that's ever talked to me in recovery will know this that I say this. Because if you, nobody that's ever drank an entire 24-ounce thick milkshake to the face has been right afterwards like, you know what? You know what? I want a beer. I want a beer after that milkshake. Nobody does that. So that is that is the... That is my personal tip that I give to people. Okay. Because your body's so depleted of sugar. Your body's so used to, like, drinking thousands of calories and all these IPAs and all of the sugar. So have a milkshake, Sonny. Oh, my God. Here we are. Hold this on. You're it. jumping. All right. I'm jumping. Is it time to get into the bomb? I've been well, waiting weeks to the eat the time has come. Oh, my God. You've asked for this, the bomb and... The bomb beyond insanity. Yeah. You specifically made sure to order the correct one that they yeah, use they on the show. The, they send you the fake one. They send you the fake one. The fake the bomb. The one that's not all chemically altered. Yeah, no, this is <laughs> this the bomb insanity. They send you the bomb evolutions. I made sure to get the, the bomb beyond insanity because there's some kind of caustic oh. reaction with like the capsaicin and like the peppers and like there's something that really bad happens to you when you when you eat this so why tell us why you want this burn so badly <laughs> i don't know i think it's <laughs> drug addict behavior because <laughs> you really, went out of your way to get this freaking I, fucked up hot sauce <laughs> I, I don't know what it is and then I found out the other day that like eating hot hot sauces releases dopamine and i've been eating the hottest hot sauces for weeks and I have specifically not been touching the bomb because I've been waiting for the bomb for this moment. But, like, I've been chasing dopamine. I am, they call it chasing the dragon, but, like, a different kind, like, chasing the fiery dragon, man. <laughs> not like the opiate dragon. So it's like. Oh, my gosh. I'm so I only have so many times moment. in my I'm life scared. when I've actually. So I hope this is actually what it lives up to be. This is the real the bomb. Do I eat it now? Do it, baby. All right. So little hot sauce tip for everybody. Put the milk in your mouth first. This is your strategy? Mm-hmm. 
This is my strategy for my stomach because a lot of people know that you don't have to. A couple hours later, it's painful. Yeah. All right. Oh my gosh, that's such a big bite. Oh. I don't see what the big deal is. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> it's <hitting> you. <coughs> it is caustic. It's not like, tell, tell us what's going on in your mouth. I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. You're going... Oh, my gosh. He's finishing it. Oh, my gosh. It's like a... You're sick. It's painful? <laughs> Oh. Uh. All right. Here's a question from one of our uh. listeners. You have the gift of gab and seem to have a lot of knowledge on a ton of subjects. Where does this come from? Uh. Oh. Oh. It's happening. The bomb's real. Oh my gosh. Who? You okay? I get it from my mama. <laughs> I get it from my mama. Can we, can we get more milk on the set? Yeah. Oh my god. All right, no, you can um, keep telling people how you're feeling while I grab it. Uh, uh it's hot. Oh. Woo. Top four worst feelings I've ever had. Number one, heart stopping on cocaine. Number two, waking up in a gurney. Not knowing how I got there because I got helicoptered over from blackout. Number three, giving birth. This is not true. I've never given birth. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> this. Do you see my eyeballs? Oh, you're just, you're, you're, yeah. Let's move on. We got to finish this program today. You're doing great. Number nine is Taco Vibes Only. The Carolina Rippers. Rippers. Sorry, tongue-tied. Carolina Reapers and Ghost Peppers combined with lime juice, coriander, and cumin. This is supposed to be a slow burner. This is a fast burn. I'm out of napkins. Oh, no. Don't ever eat the bomb. Dude. D-U-D. That's how you spell dude. Even breathing out. Breathing out is painful. Breathing in is painful. All right, talk vibes only. Whatever. I ate it. What is this? Tastes like tacos. Party vibes. Oh, my God. Have there been any major milestones or achievements in your sobriety that you're particularly proud of? <laughs> the best I ever felt in my entire life, other than the moment that I was a father, and when we got married, was when I got my first shirt coin. Because I worked so hard for it, and because I didn't think it was possible, because I kept failing, I kept getting Careful a couple of months. I want to touch my eyes so bad. Use the, yeah, use the paper. Ah! I didn't, 
It's painful. Mm-hmm. You're so, still going through it. Uh, what was the question about what it made me so happy? <laughs> so, uh, and it was so cool, man. My grandma was there. My mom was there. And she told me this cool thing about how one of my uncles had gotten sober. And it was like, I just didn't think, it was the happiest I've ever been. It really felt special. It really felt like something magical. And it also, I have so many people in the recovery community that have been so incredible to me and that have loved me so much, like showed me like true, true love. And almost every single one of them was there. And I'm not saying they were there because of me, but it was like, it was like a fucking dream, man. It was amazing. I think I'm getting on the other end of the bomb. It looks like it. You want some of this? Bomb? Mm, why would I even jump in at that point? I gotta take one more bite of Taco Vibes. Only. Okay. Yeah, I uh, feel like you didn't even... Holy shit. That's the whole man. That the bomb is freaking What's cool. the level? The Scoville level? Okay, so... Oh my god. Taco Vibes only is really hot. <laughs> what am I doing? So, uh... The bomb's only 135,000, but it's something about the the reason they send you the evolutions is because it's natural and hedonist doesn't want to send out a non-natural sauce. This is not natural. The bomb is not natural. No, it's not. They have crazy cuz so the Scoville units are a lie. Sunny's my dog's worried about me. All right. All right. Wow. We oh. made it to number 10, the last dab. I don't feel like I made it. Well, now you know how this goes. There's one thing left to do, and That's that right. is to add an extra dab onto your last swing, which you're not afraid to do. Not apparently. at this point, dude. Not at this point, dude. I love you. It's made with that Apollo. You're pepper. a wonderful person. Thank you. Thank you so much for putting in all this extra work and for it's being been part fun. of this podcast. You're really an inspiration to me. Mm, you're an inspiration to me too. All right, let's dab it up. All right. I used to do dabs. Remember when I used to smoke dabs? I hated it. You hated it. You, it was like turning weed into heroin. It was. You it were useless. Like, yeah, you I remember when you asked me, you specifically were like, can you not smoke dabs on weeknights? Yeah, I hated it. you need to be a daddy. Well, oh, that's a fucking... That's a big Jesus dab. Jesus Christ. All right. All right. Oh, man. You got this. Tell me the question. No, you have to be eating the weed. Just tell me the question as I eat it. <laughs> okay. That's not a hard one. Okay, baby. Good I luck. don't want to do this anymore. You're close. This might uh, end your oh hot wings that saga. That one's tasty. Oh, maybe not. If you could give one piece of advice to someone who's just starting their recovery journey, what not would it be? Don't give up on yourself, man. Or lady, or uh, Sunny. You know, if my dog wants to get sober, whatever. Don't go out on your show. And when you ask for help, and the help shows up, take the take it in any form that it comes. You know, don't be afraid to be afraid. Because sobriety is terrifying when you've been using every day of your life. So, the thing is, is you're going to feel like shit. And you're going to feel like a bad person. And you're going to have broken so many relationships. But, and it might sound corny, but don't give up on yourself, man. Keep giving yourself another shot. 
Keep giving yourself another shot. All right, look at you. This is amazing. You did it. I feel like I've gone through like my whole... Because, you know, a lot of people ask to, for me to be interviewed on this podcast. Yeah. So, Well, it was a good, it was a good like, introduction. You know, we found out some things. Um, hey, people might not like this. I don't know. I don't know what people like, but I'm going to enjoy this listening to this us. at work. We had a good time, yeah. right? I had a good time. I had a great time, good. except for that bomb. I love you, I love guys. You too. And you. And everyone. And Sunny. Sorry for the dog noises. <laughs> Can you, why don't we play, why don't we yeah. play them out with the beat? Which one is it? The orange one. <laughs> Yo, Here everybody. Taking a couple uh <laughs> Yeah, you're still feeling it. <laughs> We're gonna be off for a couple weeks. But uh we'll be back. We'll be back. For the season three. Season three. Yeah. Yo. I'm thinking mid-October mid uh, not October, so <laughs> mid End of summer. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah. This is hot, dude. Still burning. Thank you, Webmaster Zeta, and everybody for making this a special experience. I hope everybody has a safe summer. We're coming back. Don't think this is the end. This is only the end of a season. We'll see you in a couple weeks on a Tuesday. I'll miss you until then. The Willie Show Recovery Stories Podcast. The journey continues. Thank you. Love you all.